I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dope Dope Black Black Women Podcast. Podcast. An amazing podcast about dope black women doing the thing all around the world and sharing their amazing experiences. We're taking over today. And who are we? We are formerly the Creative Weekly, now We the Talentless, introducing your co-host, Victoria and Randy. So, Randy, just to give a brief intro to let people know why we're called We the Talentless, because obviously talent is important. Yeah, talent is really important, um, but we wanted to go with We the Talentless because we wanted to send the message that it's not just about talent. It takes hard work. Hard work always beats talent. Always. So we wanted to kind of cultivate a community for creatives who need help to master their skills and business. Outside want, of the talent. Outside of the talent. And we really want to just connect our community with useful tools, mentors, tips, and cut through all the noise to show you like what's the focus that you should be focusing on. Yeah, 100%. And we, we brought that up because guess what? Today's podcast episode is going to be about harnessing your talent, all the other things that are around mm-hmm. the talent to make it work. That's right. So when you want to talk about harnessing your talent, you want to talk about four things today. The first of which is setting expectations in the creative space. Secondly, we want to talk about what kind of work ethics you need to have. Um, then we want to talk about networking within the creative space and how to show up for yourself within that space. And then lastly, we want to highlight a number of dope black women in Jamaica and the Caribbean who are doing amazing things. So, forward with me, let's get it done. Okay, so the first thing, as we said, is setting expectations. And this is a big thing, especially when it comes to being a woman in the space. You have to set expectations, not only for yourself, but for everyone you work around with. This is mm-hmm. something that's consistent. And I wanted to bring up, uh, and I shared this with you earlier, Randy, yeah. about the law of the mirror. And this was by John Maxwell, where he talks about how you see yourself is sometimes how other people see you. How you treat yourself is how other people are going to start to treat you. And that navigates through the professional and personal space, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, when you're setting expectations, I think the first place you want to start with is obviously yourself. What are the expectations that you have for yourself? If you don't believe that you can do something you know, then other people are going to feel that energy. If Mm. you say, okay, I'm going to be the best photographer, the best fashion designer, the best creative I can be, which is a very rational, reasonable, and and positive affirmation because you're being the best that you can be. Instead of putting pressure of saying like, oh, I'm going to be the best in the world, we can start off with, I'm going to be the best I can be. 
And when you start saying that and putting that out into your efforts, people are going to see that as well. Yeah. So how do we, so let's, let's dig deeper into that. And I want to ask you a question. How do we, like, if I'm setting my expectations, how do I set realistic expectations? Because, you know, we want to think about, yeah. we can say, all right, we want to go to the moon, to but, the stars. We want to do this. We want to do that. But how do we actually set realistic expectations? What's the process? Oh, that's a very good idea. So I would say, one, start with a SWOT analysis. Nice. Yeah. yeah. SWOT stands for your strength, your weakness, your opportunities, and your threats. And usually this is done for businesses, but you can do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. So one, you can see what are your strengths, right? What are the things that you naturally exhume, bring into the space? You know, you're naturally really good at. Yeah. Lean into those. What are your weaknesses? And your weaknesses are, they're going to play into the law of the mirror. You know, if you don't think that you're a great writer and somebody brings a writing project to you, that energy, that presence, how you approach it is going to be there. You list all of your weaknesses. Do you want to be better at some of them or are you okay with just finding someone who is better at doing? Because that's, that's also yeah, a good thing. Yeah, yeah, you have to really leverage. If you can't do everything yourself, then find people who are great at doing it form a relationship with them, and then get it done. A hundred percent. Because, I mean, you uh, you direct, yes, right? Yes, I do. But you're also not the entire staff when no, it comes to never. filming. I, can't, I <laughs> could crazy. not literally do it at all. <laughs> exactly. You have a saying that goes, you say, if you want to go faster, go alone. But if you want to go further, go together. And that's that. really what it is. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And And for me, too, like when I'm doing marketing, marketing is such a vast thing. I can do strategy. I can do content. But when it comes to somebody who knows google ads or you <laughs> yeah. know i'm gonna give it to that person i'm gonna that's a lot of money to Listen waste to it's a lot of money i've been there done that not doing it again yeah exactly yeah. so when you look at your weaknesses it's not to make you feel bad or make you feel small it's to kind of you to like you're setting the expectation am i going to be honest about okay i'm gonna work on this or do i need to start vocalizing i need i think you should give this to this person i think maybe i should work with this person to go on then you'll see your opportunities how can you use your weaknesses as an opportunity to grow and to continue to level up as you go? And your threats would probably mm-hmm. be, what are some of the habits or people or things in your life that are stopping you from growing or setting those expectations? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. What are some things that you have like felt as you're you know, maturing as a creative that were stopping you from growing personally and professionally? Ooh, uh, you have a good one for this. Um, I honestly feel like the things that usually stop me were actually personal issues so there's i don't remember the writer that said it but and you always say this yeah yes. yeah business issues are really just personal issues manifesting themselves in a business space so if you really look at yourself okay you know procrastination timeliness commitment clarity you know all of these things usually stem from a deeper place so i focus usually on just building myself up and seeing what are the problems I can solve with myself first and then look further into the business space. So a challenge I had, you know, if I was to be vulnerable, is to say that, yo, I, I had trouble delivering things on time yeah. because I procrastinated a lot. Sometimes I still do know, but you have to create systems for you to be able to kind of get into that space. But before we move forward to talk about work ethics and skills, I wanted to bring up one more thing. Oh, uh, wait, about I was, was going to share. I was going to share one more. You yeah. were being vulnerable. So I was like, oh, yeah, damn, oh, no, I got to go be vulnerable that. too. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I think one of the things for me, especially with setting expectations, was that I was afraid to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I was already afraid to set boundaries in my personal life. And it just overlapped into my my professional life Mm -hmm. so with clients with projects with deadlines with everything and that Mm -hmm. messed up my expectations with people so much and i had to fix that 
in order for me to actually be accountable to people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, a book, a book I'm going to recommend, of course, even though it doesn't apply, you know, laterally to yeah. a professional space. I feel like the principles from it actually help you overall. Um, it's a book called Boundaries in Dating. I have I have yeah. that, and I have um uh I think this book. I've just started reading, and it's from this famous black therapist, mm, okay. Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Oh, actually, I don't know that one. Set Who's the boundary- author? Um, her name is uh, Nedra, I'm sorry if I murdered your name, uh, Nedra Clover Tawab. Okay, nice. Yeah. And then Boundaries in Dating is by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Really good book. It has a Christian focus, so it actually mixes, you know, uh, Christian teachings along with the principles which i find really nice it's actually pretty cool and you learn a lot from it yeah yeah so there those are two books you can navigate through and really again that's gonna overflow in setting the expectations for your work for yourself and when you start setting really good expectations with yourself it's naturally gonna like people are gonna see it yeah you walk into the room the way that you do your work is gonna help people to take you seriously the way that you present yourself in a meeting the way that you are accountable to certain things mm-hmm. people naturally and instinctively know this is what this is the expectation that you're setting sometimes you're gonna have to vocalize it of course yeah definitely obviously mm-hmm. but that other 50 percent, it's all from you baby like it's all from you yeah 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 um one of the things i wanted to bring up so we talked about swat like doing a swat analysis right um definitely you know i'm going to go to talking about smart setting smart goals yes because i feel like setting expectations is really akin to setting goals for yourself you want to know where you're going, what you want to do, what you want to achieve. And in setting those goals, you have to set them smart. So along with setting expectations and, you know, talking about work ethics, one of the things that I really use to kind of guide myself when I'm setting goals is, the, uh, you know, similar to SWAT, is something called SMART when you're setting SMART goals. So, and, and SMART means specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. You want to set goals that are specific. So instead of saying... I want to have more money soon. You would say, or, I want Or to. I want to, like, let's say you're starting out as mm. a creative lead and you yeah. want to be an art director. I want to be an art director. Okay, no. cool. What kind of art director by what time? You know, what, 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 in what company, in what, what space, industry? What industry. So you want to say, okay, I want to, you know, be able to make $2 million within the next three months that's very specific by selling this 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 and that you have something to now measure yourself to so yes. it has to be specific it has to be measurable so it has to have information on which you can judge it by and mark it up and that to. was that's where the two million comes and that's in. where the that's two million how you're gonna comes measure in. and it doesn't have to be two mil guys <laughs> it could be 10 mil it could be 500 000. It, could it could be, be anything it could be five thousand yeah. it could be anything but just something that you know within your personal self that you want that's something that's achievable that's achievable yeah right so and achievable part, I think, is really important because a mm. lot of times we are told that we're supposed to have like these high goals. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to, but actually, in order for you to get to that high goal, you have to make those small little stepping stones first. So if you want to start, like you know, you're doing writing jobs, and right now you're getting fifty dollars a paper. Mm-hmm. Maybe your next goal is I want to get paid a hundred dollars for the yeah. next paper, and that's a part of your smart goal. That's a good yeah, goal. and that's way to kind of break it down stepwise. Because you cannot leapfrog from ten dollars to a thousand dollars, and that's where the reachable comes and in. And that's where the realistic comes realistic. in. Realistic. There we go. That's cool. Reachable, realistic. It's cool. <laughs> um, and it has to be realistic. It has to be something 
you know, I say that we have to scope the solution to the size of the problem. And if you know that, well, all right, right now where you are, it takes you, for example, if you're writing a paper, it takes you, you know, three days really to go over to fully do a 2,000 word essay X amount of time. You don't want to tell yourself that you're going to try to be doing a 4,000 word essay immediately. Maybe you're going to do a 2,500 word essay. Maybe you're going to step from doing, you know, a $10 job to a $20 job. It has to be something that is realistic, that you is achievable, that you can actually do. Um, you don't want to set pies in the skies or it will make it actually pies harder. It's pies in the skies. Like it's going to fall and it's going to ah! right in your face. <laughs> um, so you really want to set goals that will motivate you to move forward. It's better to do smaller incremental achievements because you feel good and you feel like you're actually moving forward because you actually are. Yeah. And yeah. we're not saying you shouldn't dream big. You Definitely know? dream Definitely big. Definitely have that $10 million goal, that Definitely. Beyonce money but also make those little goals leading up to that Beyonce money. Yeah. Yeah. Level up. Right. Randy's doing level these up. hand motions. Level up, level up, level up. Here, the breeze level up. Oh um, and it has to be time-bound, as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. It has to, you have to set a specific amount of time for in which you are going to measure yourself amongst that goal. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and in terms of work ethic, I'd want to segue into, like, systems. Mm, yeah, you know? systems. Again, we're just going to, remind you guys that you know being a dope a talented black woman is everything a talented black creative is everything but there comes a point where talent is not enough and your work ethic needs to have a system yeah definitely. right because if there's no if your your talent is kind of like water and if there's no river if there's no guide to like flowing where it should go it's just going to be there and yeah. that's not what you want or overflow or you know, some areas are not going to have enough water, yeah. kind of in the metaphor. So it's all I, about balance. Balance. So mm -hmm. I want to ask, um, and I think I'd want us to share, like, what are some systems, Randy, that you found good for yourself? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the mistakes you made before you got to that system? Ooh, all right. Uh, let me start with a system. Yeah. One of the systems that I currently live for is habit stacking. Right. Um, that's, I read, learned that from um, Atomic Habits. This book is right here, Atomic Habits He's by pointing James. to his bookshelf. Yeah, Atomic <laughs> Habits by James Clear. Right. Um, and one of the principles they talk about is stacking habits so that you reduce the amount of willpower that you have to use to get things done. So one habit, you know, waterfalls into the other. So for example, when I wake up in the morning, my habit stack would be wake up. After I wake up, I breathe. I do deep breathing. After I do some deep breathing, I drink some water. After I drink some stay water, hydrated. I take my vitamins because you have to stay hydrated. Stay and after, supple, young. Yeah, that's right, young and fresh. And <laughs> after I do that, I then go into my writing. So five times or five days a week, I write um, the screenwriting in the morning. After, that sounds perfect. That sounds yeah. great. But I want, I want, like, how, how did you get from that point, right? What were you doing before? Mm -hmm. For you to realize, like, yo, Randy, we need to, yeah. we need to get this together. Oh, man, that was... Because you've mastered it now, in a sense. Like, yes. you, you're starting to flow into it. But before, that's, you're in the system now. So what mm. happened before you created that system? Ooh, before I created that system, the one thing I knew that was consistent for me a long time ago was that I got up really early. Nice. But outside of that, I didn't really have very good habits after I woke up. Mm. It was more so when I woke, I had the phone beside me. Mm -hmm. So I'd definitely go on social media mm -hmm. all of us do that we always go on social it. media it's the first thing this morning when i picked up the phone i definitely went on social media this morning it's a saturday that we're recording this so it's fine and we're all <laughs> about honesty and we're all about honesty and vulnerability Facts. so before that what i you know i didn't really have 
proper structures. I was kind of just like fly by the wire. And as a creative, I felt like structure wasn't something that really it took away me. your creativity. It took away my creativity. Bad. It wasn't something I was going to do. I never really want to be in a no structure because which true artist follows any kind of structure, but you know, contrary to popular belief, a lot of great artists have habits and structure. You really need habits, even and if structure. it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, there is something that repeatable that you do day to day. So that was a mess. You know, I would get things done, but it wasn't really in any structure. It was really with on time, and it was really me struggling to just balance things in a way. I would just work, you know, twenty hours a day, eighteen hours a day, just to kind of get things done. And you were. You weren't setting proper expectations for yourself. And I wasn't setting proper expectations. I would do too much. No, that's completely different. Different. I have better, so I have a daily planner. And in the daily planner, it's a one page, you know, like an eight by six page. And if it cannot fit on the page in normal type space, mm -hmm. then it's not getting done today. It yeah. moves on to the next day. So now, along with habit stacking, I've structured my day through my calendar to have, you know, blocks of hours where I focus on work. Blocks on hours where I do personal stuff in the yeah. morning. Blocks on hours. And I end my day at a particular time every day. Yeah. You know, yes, there are days when I have film jobs that will really throw and upend all of that. Right. But it still gives me a base where I can return to right. that I can use to kind of keep progressing And the fact forward. is that those habits and those systems, you don't have to think. And it's effortless. Yeah. And it makes your life so much easier. Because, like, for me... I have a morning routine, mm -hmm. and I have a night routine, and it's very, very simple. My morning routine is wake up, gratitude journal, pray, nice. meditate, and just grab grab a drink, because I normally juice. Grab a drink or mm -hmm. grab a simple snack, and then head to my computer at night, duolingo, meditate, sleep. Nice. Very, very simple. Like Those are primary things that I know are that are going to keep me sane from throwing my laptop against the wall and... My other system, which you know, Randy, is if it's not in my calendar, mm -hmm, if mm -hmm, it's not in my mm -hmm. calendar, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Plan, that will never happen. You yes. will never live to see that happen. Never. <laughs> right? Yeah. I always try and plan my days ahead of time. Uh, no matter what it is, even if I hang out with a friend, it is Same. in my calendar. Yeah, if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. Yeah, man. Send me that booking meeting. I love you. Please send it I, to me. If we're going to brunch... I need, I need to put it in my calendar. Like, you don't need to send me the event. I need to put it in my calendor. If we're doing... Even with Randy. Yeah. Calendar. Want to have drinks, Vic? Calendar. calendar. Send me that calendar invite. Yes. We've actually had beefs over calendar invites yes. because it's had errors and she thought I cancelled it. And, and I thought so, he cancelled it. And it's like, and whoa. Was like, Wait, what? Because we live by the calendar. Exactly. And I know it might seem a bit too structured, but one of the things is that, you know, and I really recommend reading Atomic Habits because one of the things it refocuses your mind on is that you don't need structure doesn't take away from your creativity it actually creates more space for you to actually flourish yeah, because you spend less mental energy trying to think and figure out about what exactly. it's like riding a bicycle you don't get on a bicycle and think left foot right foot when you right. learn you just get on and you pedal you don't have to think and worry about how to do the next thing or what to do next because it's already become a part of you yeah and and trust me like when we said that as creatives we were afraid to do these systems afraid to do these habits because we mm -hmm. thought you know all the cool people just like go by the fly they feel the vibe yeah but if realistically if you want to make money if you want this creative job to be a career creating those systems is one it's gonna help you to be a better professional two it's gonna help you to it's gonna help you to make sure that you don't overwork yourself too much mm -hmm. three it's also gonna give you freedom to do things that you love because when we, 
and you know randy you can attest to it is like when we start to structure our work and our days through the week the weekends feel a little bit lighter much 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 lighter i feel like i can actually breathe because i can get up on saturday morning and know that it is my and you can day. do whatever you want i can do whatever more want do right and, yeah. and that's also it you know there can be just like an hour or even half the day where you just do whatever you want you don't plan it you just do it but you don't know that you've structured what needs to be done yeah so victoria are there any dope black women i'm sure there are yeah i would love to <laughs> highlight about their work ethic something that you, you really stands out to you oh yeah 100 percent. um and i want to name some who are pretty popular like quinta b she's yeah. doing albert elementary you know she was formerly working at buzzfeed and now she went on on her own and she was doing her own thing with a couple of writers and now really she's talented yeah she's she's she recently published a book She's working on um, uh, a new series, all of these things going on. Her work ethic is impeccable because for her, she knows that there is no such thing as being lucky, like having a lucky break. It's all about working until you, until people think that you're an overnight success. She didn't just come up with um, Albert Elementary overnight. She was doing writing gigs and writing jobs and she was grueling through it. And I love that about her. Another one that we all know is Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. And you know anything Shonda touches. Shonda, Shonda, Shonda. Anything Shonda touches, child, Bridgerton, is, is just going to, you know, Grey's Anatomy. It's just going to blow up. And that's to say, she Shonda Rhimes did not become Shonda Rhimes overnight. She obviously had to work really hard. She now has Shondaland, mm-hmm. right? Which is her, I think it's her production company yeah, as well. That doesn't happen overnight. It was a consistent work habit of knowing, like, these are the things that need to be done. And these are the things that need to be done at this time. Because hard work beats talent. And these dope (laughs) black women have been working very hard. Very hard. And they're all, and that's not to say, um, you know, to take away from their talent. They're extremely talented. However, again, they understand it's harnessing that talent and putting the things around that talent that's going to make it work. And time. But they also know that um, it's all about who they're surrounded with. Yeah, like, you know, I mentioned earlier that in the morning I get up at 5 a.m. to write. And that was started by a really great friend of mine, um, Kia Moses, talented writer, but she works very hard. And another friend of mine. And she works very hard. And she works very hard. Yes, you said, but she works hard. So talented writer. And she works very hard. And, And then Gabrielle Blackwood, talented director, DP, writer. I've seen her, like, listen, she works hard. If she needs, she commits and she gives her all when she needs to get something done. She had a script she needed to pull down from 138 pages to 117 pages. And I'm going to tell you, some days she went like the hours that she needed to do to chop out and she go. And I've learned so much from them. They've created a space for me as really dope black women that, you know, I can come into and they're teaching me and learning. And it's just so. And they influence your work ethic as well. Yo, listen to me. I am so thankful to be in a space with them because I'm learning so much. And again, we tie back, they set the requirement that this is the work ethic that they're bringing. This is the work ethic they want you to bring. And that's what you want to do as a dope black woman, as a dope black creative. That's right. Set the expectation for yourself and everybody will overflow, you know. And and your influence on people also plays a good part. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about influence and talking about people, we really want to talk about networking. Yeah. Like, how do you network the space that you're in? As a dope black woman yourself, Victoria... I've seen you go through different spaces, tackling and kicking down doors and bring yourself to expect, you know, exactly the space that you want to be. 
how do you what like what are your tips and how do you network the space that you're in from a way to achieve the things that you do and to make yourself comfortable in a way that will allow you to achieve the things that you do okay um i think first off the disclaimer is between me you know myself and randall randy randy is the most social person ever <laughs> you know you you connect with people so much more you have a wider network than myself um uh, because you do it for both business and pleasure true my network is purely based on business mm-hmm. and i keep my my i shouldn't say pleasure circle that sounds kind of kinky <laughs> <laughs> I keep, we don't judge we don't judge pleasure circle i keep my um mm. my close circle very very short very short but i would say i saw the people that i wanted to connect with I, you know, set those requirements for myself, saw the people who are doing the thing, yeah. and I knew these were who I wanted to be associated with. And I I was like, if, if they're working this hard, they're putting themselves in these spaces, they're presenting themselves as such both online and in person, then that's something that I need to emulate from. So the people that I wanted to network with were, in a sense, like pseudo-mentors mm-hmm. that I was learning from. And like even before I connected with you, you know, I saw you in that space with all the creative cool kids, and I was like, okay. And now, after you know years of like doing my own thing and also presenting, now I know said creative cool kids. Yeah, nice. Um, you closer to them than me. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> because you know I'm more of a known of. Um, so it it took a lot of changing because I think a lot of people when they're like, oh, networking is really important. Some people don't bring up the fact that you have to change yourself in order to network because mm-hmm. where you are now, like if you were where you're supposed to be, you would have networked with those people already. Yeah, definitely. You have to change your mindset, your, how you work, how you think, how you do things. You have to be a little less fearless every day. And what it does is that when you're more focused on developing that and then connecting to the people as you start to grow up to the top, then you reach the people that you actually want to network with. That, and that's to say, don't throw away people who've helped you along the way, no matter how small or big they are. Um, not everyone who has a big following or is super popular mm-hmm. is an expert or is important. Yeah, yeah. Or someone you actually want to men- network with or to mentor you when you reach there. You're going to realize that the people behind the scenes who are not in the glamour light, those are the people you really yeah, want to network they're with. they're grinding. Some of the, like, the most important people who are big movers and shakers that I met in real life. And we know we connect on Instagram. They have 300 followers. 300 it's followers. It's not just about numbers. There is a space in which these numbers do work, but don't let it be the only no. metric that you judge people by. And I know you said a little less fearless, but I know you mean a little more fearless. Yeah, day. a little more fearless. And I want fearless, to encourage yeah. and bring home that point that you need to be a little more fearless, yeah. fearless every day and put yourself out there. 100%. And, and for me, you know, I... I did my best knowing people who are behind the scenes because they were the people who are actually moving everything and doing everything. And, you know, uh, another thing that I learned is that some of the most amazing people that you you really should be networking with are the people that you least expect. And they're always, like, very... There's no glitz and glamour with them. It's, like, just they're... They're amazing individuals and they're just there in your space. Yeah. Just sitting down. Like, uh, for example, you know... I was getting lunch and I just saw Ingrid Riley, another amazing dope black woman in the Caribbean tech space there just having mm-hmm. some sushi, chilling. And I was just like, hey, she's like, hey. And I was like, oh my God, that's Ingrid. Ah. Hey. You know? And, and
and and it's not always the people with the big following or it's not always the you know the people with the glitz and glam sometimes the people in the background who rarely are on social media and you know they're doing stuff for netflix they're doing stuff for hbo yeah. nike you know they're going off but they 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 keep it there so you really want to not be blinded by the numbers or the likes but really look to see like who's behind the scenes who's doing it all you know who's doing the good work like Another dope black woman that I know who's a fashion designer is um, Katie and Nicely. Mm-hmm. You know, she's dressed. I love her work. Yes. Love her She's work. dressed Shensia. She's dressed, um, what's you saying, old some. Um, Casey. Yes, Casey and a couple of other amazing people. And I met, I met Katie and for a while now and she was doing the work, but she wasn't at that stage dressing celebrities. Yeah. I knew her before that and I had, the, I built that rapport with her. You know, I, I kept that connection with her as we go along. You know, she's the person mm-hmm. I reach out to for um, outfits when I'm doing a little shoot. Hey, and they're always amazing. And they're oh, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, you grow along and you don't throw people away just because they don't have certain numbers or they're not a certain glamour. Every single person in your network is there for a purpose. You know, you're networking with people, not followers, not likes. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, and you really just, you know, as I said before, there's a space in which some of these things are important and that is to say that you need to understand and clearly define your path define what it is that is important to you so that you can understand how to what to look for so if you know that you're so you want to be an influencer mm-hmm. you know that part of those things are reach and numbers and so on if you want to be an artist a visual artist a painter you may want to you know someone who has experience with working with different types of paints different types of medium or art, someone, directors. art directors you know you want to search within the space that you know narrow your vision and search within the space that really aligns with whatever your focus is yeah you know you want to if you're doing fashion yeah you know you might want to link with stylists yeah definitely because definitely. you know one piece on the right person can just blow Send you off yeah. yeah definitely yeah and you know we kind of want to just end it off with our take on how you should harness your talent as a dope black woman based on the fact that we've We've both been influenced by really strong, powerful, yeah. dope black women in our lives. You know, um, I think first off, my advice would be just to remember to just push yourself to be fearless every single day. Tackle something to be fearless because that fearlessness is going to help you to be that dope black woman that you are supposed to be the best you you can be because there's only one you. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I would want to talk about is that, you know, something I lesson my mom taught, taught me, one of the first dope black women in my life. And she Great taught mom. me, yeah, she taught me how to not quit, to just keep going no matter what. And I always remember this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt who says, no matter how slow you go, don't stop. And that's always been the beat of my life. Now in the slowest and the darkest of times, in the brightest of times, you always keep going. You might slow down to take a break, break to catch a break you might pause pause or plateau you might plateau but you never stop you keep going because you know you're gonna hit that mark you're gonna hit that goal you always you know take a break to reassess but keep going and like we said you know shonda rhimes did not become shonda rhimes overnight she did not it don't, was not easy. don't be fooled it's not an overnight success no. anytime you see overnight success there's lots that was happening before and then what you saw is just the tip tears the pause rejection heartache Project scrapped, project start, projects project fail, fail, lose money, lose this, lose that. It's part of the journey. It's a part of the journey. Yeah. yeah. So embrace it. Yeah. Dope black women. Embrace it. 100%. High five. High five. Bam. All right. <laughs>
And, you know, uh, if you guys want to learn more about Dope Black Women podcasts, be sure to check them out on social media. Be sure to check out their podcast and subscribe as well if you want more amazing content that caters to the Dope Black Woman. No matter where you are in the world, whether you are in North America, South America, Caribbean, yeah. whatever it is, being a Dope Black Woman is universal, right? And if you want to hear more from us, Randy, Randy, and myself, Victoria. Randy, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pointed, I pointed at myself and said Randy. Um, be sure to check us out at We The Talentless on social media, across platforms. And we, all your favorite podcast platforms, We The Talentless, we we're the there. Talents, 100%. And we'll be launching in July with our new season of really good stuff. It's going to be a talentless playbook. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot in store. Maybe some cool merch, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah, I love merch. I really want to have a cool yeah, pullover with a weird talent this logo. Simplicity, isn't it? Oh. But we have a lot in store. You know, fun times, jokes, hard work, and yo, just stay tuned. Yeah, again, talent is not enough. Talent is not and enough. We want to make sure, you know, you harness the talent, but we're gonna help you with everything else to make sure that talent works. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Right. Hey, see you next time. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.